Welcome to hour number two on a Friday on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. How much do you know about K food? How much handshake have you eaten? We invite you into the world of Korean food, of course, including the history and culture of it. We'll introduce trendy foods and famous restaurants on Dish of the Day with Chef Chung. You can tell that today is the cusp of five days off for many people. Matt with his hands in the air, waving without a care in the world. Literally without a care in the world. <laughs> this, is good. this is a well-deserved break, I believe, yes. you know, for a lot of people. Absolutely. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This year, I think it's happening at a good point mm-hmm. where... Uh, we there was a there was a typhoon that's kind of on the horizon and yes. looks like we're just missing that it's just gonna miss us. We might catch a little bit of rain, that's but that's good. It's not gonna be nearly as dire. Uh, very much looking forward to this. Yeah, and we're at a good point in terms of lots of vaccines. Basically, every day we're hitting a million there or thereabouts. So I heard by the end of this week we should hit seventy percent of people with at least the first. That's what I saw. That yeah, that that's exact number I saw. And I was like, when do we get here? Yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I'm looking forward to some relaxed restrictions. Silver Granny was asking on the chat. I see uh, today we are going to be talking in terms of the food. It was a no-brainer mm-hmm. with Chusok coming up, right? Sure. I mean, Chusok in itself is a holiday that's almost centered around food because mm. it not only does it celebrate traditionally the harvest, but yeah. not uh, foods just play a role left and right, both the foods you eat and the foods that, you know, are a symbol of, you know, who we are and where we come from and the um, and the importance of family. Yeah, you're right. It plays a massive role, more so than maybe in Solal at Lunar New Year, because it also, on top of the similarities between those two, it's harvest time. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Doubly pertinent. And- you know, when, when, when speaking of Solar, there is something that happens on both holidays, and mm. that's the idea of chare or setting up a chare sang. Ah. So we have a photo of one here. It's a table uh, that's set for ancestral rites. Okay, we're going to get it on the video yeah. stream. Yeah, chare, the table for ancestral rites. Even in English, that's not a familiar term to many Western cultures who don't do this. Right. But you're just paying your respects to all your long-gone ancestors, Exactly. Right? And like I said, this is something that happens around Chuseok and Seollal during the major holidays. And so that's an important distinction because... So that chare is the term for the ancestral rites that happen during these sorts of holidays. Mm-hmm. And then you might also have heard the term cheza before, yes. which is a more kind of all-encompassing term. Uh-huh. So okay. there are other types of ancestral rites. So like myoje is like when you go to the grave and you give the rites. Uh-huh. But we're talking about chare and chare sang, the table that you said, for the holiday ancestral rites. Okie dokie. And you saw that big spread. That is the traditional way of doing it. Uh, and that looked very impressive, to be honest. At my in-law's place, mm-hmm. they did it on maybe half of that table space and maybe half of the ingredients i'd say well that's the thing and i don't and i won't say i don't think anyone will say oh you're not doing it right you're not (laughs) doing your ancestors justice there was actually even a law passed in the 70s Uh that were that kind of limited the the size of these oh wow in order to not be wasteful and that's Uh the thing 
it's it, it's a it, everyone's every family's chaesang ends up taking on that family's personality sure. because not only is are the foods that are put up there kind of a reflection of what say your you know your 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 uh, past grandparents might have enjoyed mm-hmm. or what your family enjoys yeah a lot of people will agree that it's more respectful to not waste food rather than to have a lavish spread sure it. i mean cuz What traditionally was that food just not eaten by people afterwards? But that's the thing, because it is eaten okay. afterwards, yeah. and you know, it's usually either eaten there if the family's large enough, or it's split up and taken home. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you you'll find nowadays very decidedly untraditional foods like bananas and oh. pineapples, if that's what the family enjoyed, especially if that's you know what the what the deceased relative enjoyed as well. You'll find the foods that. They they liked and you know that was kind of a family thing as well. So we're gonna uh, kind of walk you through what the chadesang is, how to set the table. Oh, this is much again. This is much more of a broad guide, mm-hmm. and so it's arranged in rows front to back with. Uh, with significance to cardinal direction to the north, south, east, and west. Okay. So the north is the head of the table, and you imagine essentially your ancestors sitting there okay. in spirit. That's their position. That's their position, and so that's where you'll find the shinri, where the names of the ancestors are written, which uh-huh. is uh, you can see that in the center. It's sort of like a, a paper tablet, and yes. you write their names on it. It's usually made of hanji, Korean uh, Korean paper, mm-hmm. and that's also where the rice dokguk dok soup is. Uh, you know, essentially, if they're sitting down for a meal, mm. and if you notice the rice. It's a very large bowl, and it's filled to a large mound. Oh, does that represent the mounds, the burial mounds? Maybe there's that, but also in, traditionally in Korea, mm-hmm. that's how much rice an average person used to eat. Oh, really? Yeah, in the Seoul <gasps> in the Seoul uh, History Museum, there's yeah. a fantastic uh, actually display on how the size of the bowl of rice has shrunken over time. So much these so days. So <laughs> much, and you know, that used to be a more a more indicative of a traditional serving. Of rice. Wow. Okay. So you've got those essentials close to you, just like in a real meal, I suppose. The yeah, rice exactly. Soup in front of right you. in front of you. Mm-hmm. Second row are meats, fish, and chun. Mm-hmm. So there's a term, adong yuzha, uh-huh. fish east, meat west. Ah. And so fish are placed on the east side of the table, mm-hmm. with the head. Uh, pointing to the east and the tail pointing to the west. Oh, Important wow. thing is that it's uh, the back is pointing to the south. So basically, when you're looking at it yeah. from the south, uh, it looks upside down because it should look right side up uh, to... for the ancestors. Although I think in this I, picture it's I, the it's, other way around. Yeah, I, th- I think they, I think they, the illustrator skipped this detail for this uh, for this photo. Yeah, and it's got to be said that even with my in-laws. Things got more and more lax. I think as every year passed, right? Yeah, there actually. I even saw some news articles doing some research for the show. Uh, the new thing is kind of minimalist chadesang, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. maybe like only two or three items, uh-huh. but ones that are very carefully chosen, ones that are really tailored to you know the the tastes of the deceased sure. and what they really enjoyed. Yeah, and we've got to also say that many families just don't do it at all. Like yes. my mum's side, they turned to Christianity at some point in their heritage and. Stopped doing chadesang altogether. That's the big divide. Yeah. I think if your if your family has uh, you know is Christian or has any sort of affiliation with the church, I think that's the big divide on yeah. whether if you do chadesang or not. Well, you can see the table's massive, so we are going to.
going to get to more on how to set it in a traditional sense. Even if families don't do it these days, it's nice to know why and where yeah. and all the interesting factoids. Welcome to Arirang Radio. If you are in Jeju, 88.7 in Jeju City, 88.1 in Sogipu City, 101.9 in the Daejeong area. We're back for part two, Dish of the Day, with Matt in the studio talking all about the Chuseok foods and the order of them on the tables. Uh, lots of messages coming in as well. Brian Ko, who I believe has Korean heritage living in the States, says, My family stopped doing this a long time ago. I think we did it for the sake of my grandmother, mm-hmm. and I have vague memories of the tables when I was a child through maybe elementary or middle school. And yeah, I was discussing this with someone on why so few families that we knew are doing this anymore. And I think it is like with the grandparents' generation slowly but surely passing away, the kind of parents' generation feel we don't need to do it in this way. We can play our respects in a different way. I think there's that. I think there's also, it's also as the, you know, so the grandparents' generation and then the parents' generation with, you know, the all the aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. harder and harder for everyone to kind of get together. Yes. And I think it happens when maybe the entire unit has all, the entire tribe has come together. Mm-hmm. But if someone is missing, then it's like, oh, maybe we won't do it this year. And yeah. then it's just kind of a slippery slope. Yeah. Tropic Girl says that table spread is beautiful a lot of care taken in presentation lovely like christmas foods cooked and how your table looks yes does depend on each family you know what mm. uh Chare-sang is kind of like a very involved version of setting out milk and cookies for santa <laughs> yes with distinct positions it would make it easy if they sold tables with those place like guides <laughs> on each part of the table i've got one for santa just like that with carrot for rudolph here uh we also have a message from steve saying very very nice table setting i didn't know there were these kind of hierarchies and positions for the food yeah there's all sorts of reasonings behind it we've only scratched the service so far. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy too. Not so much controversy, but plenty of places for family to squabble. No, yes. this goes here. No, that <laughs> goes there. Siska Adriania says, that table set looks like the food we serve for ancestors here too, Chinese culture. Oranges is the fruit which we always need to serve in any celebration or ceremony in Indonesia. Oh. And yeah, we'll show you in a little bit the essential fruits that are, we have to set up here in Korea as well, but oranges in Indonesia. Yeah, I don't think that's common here, right? Silver Granny Lin also says, I think this is a loving tradition, kind of keeping the ancestors alive in our memories. I, I agreed. Like when I first saw this and heard about it, I was like, what a hassle that must be for the people involved. But you put in the work and you really can't help but think about those who have gone before you. Sure. And maybe in other cultures, there's no specific time to do that. So unless you do it yourself on your own volition, you might never do it, right? Well, yeah, I think think that's a good way of putting it. And it kind of uh, ties into what Leon Teo was saying. Do Koreans eat the food after the rite is done? Because we do in Chinese culture, which I can't understand since we are supposed to let ancestors eat the meal. (laughs) It's true. We do eat eat the food. We divide Mm. the food up between all the extended family. And yeah, you're supposed to let them eat the meal, but it's it's a metaphor in a sense. But a lot of it is, is it's it's a ritual way to remember mm-hmm. them. You know, in Mexican culture, in Dia de los Muertos, uh, you put up the la frenda, like which is basically a display of all the photos of oh. your ancestors. 
And it's a day where they can live on in memory. Oh, and yes. you know, it, it, and you know, they 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 say that you know, you you only your 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 legacy, your 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 spirit only survives as long as you know people remember you. Yeah, I heard that recently. A really good way to put it: if someone remembers you, you're still alive, mm-hmm. basically in their memory. It would be the sad opposite side, I suppose, if everyone forgets. Sure. So moving on with this table setting, we got as far as I think the second row with the meat and. Yes. The fish. So a uh, third row, uh, mm-hmm. we'll pull up the photo. Those are the soups, the tangs. So uh-huh. yeah, yuk tangs, hot tang, ot tang. So those are different kind of soups and stews. Uh, fourth rows are preserved foods. So you have things like dried fish, kimchi, uh, soy sauce. Namur. Uh-huh. So the dried fish, especially dried pollock, mm-hmm. it represents the wish for many descendants since they have, you know, since if you look at fish row, it's yeah. hundreds of uh, little eggs, right? That's so, clever. Yeah, wish for many descendants. <laughs> yeah. And the namur, so it's usually it's hamsek namur. So it's three different, uh, what is it, colors. So yeah. you usually have uh, spinach, kosari, uh, uh, and, uh, and bellflower root. Oh. So basically you have One thing that's a root, you have yeah. one thing that's a shoot, and you have one thing that's leaves. Ah. So that represents family prosperity. Roots, ancestors, the stems are the parents, yeah. and the leaves are the children. Oh, what lovely symbolism, yeah. yeah. And then the fifth row are fruits mm. and sweets. So this one also has another rule. Uh-huh. So red, e- east, White West. Yeah, that's right. Ah, the so, tongue for the East, the salt yeah. for the West. So red fruit like apple and watermelon under the East and white fruit and the hangwa are, and like chestnuts and pear are on the West. Uh-huh. The one exception is, is that the techu is almost always on the West side. And techu is not white, is it? It's not white at all. It's oh, red, as a matter of fact. So that's the one confusing part. Okay. <laughs> and then there's also the, in, you know, in terms of the fruit that you, that are kind of a must that you have to have there, mm-hmm. there's another rule, cho yur ishi. Wow. So that represents techu jujubes, mm-hmm. chestnuts, pears, and dried persimmons. Yeah, you often have the pears with the tops cut off. Yes. Them. I've heard a few stories behind that, maybe to help the ancestors dig into it mm-hmm. and then maybe not get it too like exposed to the air. You're not cutting it all off the skin. I think there's also a practical reason. It's easier to stack them that ah, way. Ah, to make them nice yeah, and flat on a, top. Yeah, a little, little pyong pyong at the top. So what I mentioned there's a little controversy. So there are some households that'll argue, well, apples technically should be on the white side because they're white on the inside. Yeah, because the pears are white on the inside, hence they're in the West. Because I think that, because if you start really thinking about it too hard, because mm. you have watermelon, but watermelon is red on the inside. Oh. So where does that go? Oh, that's so I, interesting. So hence, I think, the little family <laughs> squabblings. Um, so for these uh, required fruits, pears, they represent wisdom, because the white color is uh, one that's uh, often associated with scholars. Uh-huh. And techu represents a king, because it has one single big seed on the inside. I think that was one of the fruits isn't it that's tossed at a wedding pebeg exactly to represent either a boy or a girl along with chestnuts right. that you catch in your little thing that you hold with your wife yeah. i think i meant to have 11 kids oh, i think 17 for us wow <laughs> you need to start to get going Matt. Yeah. um now on to some dishes in particular right yeah so uh, in terms of the the dishes that i think where you know you cook and you kind of share you know after you do the ancestral rites 
you have your classical holiday, your classical Myeongjeol food, mm -hmm. right? So you have chapche, I think, is you know shows up for just about any celebration. It's yeah. such a celebratory dish. Yeah, and there is a bit of work that goes into like chopping all the ingredients and then maybe frying them separately or together, depending on if you're my mum or not. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> it is delicious, mm -hmm. but. To cook it like on a daily basis is a bit tricky. So kids love it as well. I think. It's a, it's such a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Every it, it, no one dislikes chapche, yeah. especially because you can really tailor it to your individual taste. You can Absolutely. make it vegetarian if you'd like. You can change the meat. Mm. Um, you have kalbijim, which is almost always one of my favorite parts. We've ta we've talked about this many many times on the show. Yeah, the braised ribs, yeah. the thickly cut ones. There's mm. nothing. I think this is many person's favorite for chuseok also. Sure, yeah. I think yeah, but you, sometimes you'll have other types of meat like dokkaibi and whatnot but kaibichim is kind of that, that's kind of the creme de la creme right mm -hmm. and then you have some desserts like shike which is a fermented rice punch it's very sweet and the rice has got nice little chewy bits it's kind of almost like a ancient boba in us in that sort oh, of sense where yes. it has a textural element yeah i mean when i first had it like the, the rice had all sunk to the bottom in the can you can buy a can mm -hmm. version and then it came at the end and I was like what is this like <laughs> I did not know that it was there some people love it some people hate it. again my son who has the mm -hmm. taste buds of a granddad mm -hmm. loves it and my daughter hates it mm -hmm. it's very ricey and not alcoholic at all sure right? yeah. yeah it's only lightly fermented mm -hmm. and then you have sujanggua which is <sighs> I'm, this, I'm, this is growing on me I love it the older I get I mm. really like it it's a kind of palate cleanser it really end, is right? it works very well it's very very sweet, but at the same time, because there's so much cinnamon, there's so much kepi in there, mm -hmm. it really does work to cleanse the palate. What's the main ingredient in that apart from cinnamon? Is it? Is it cinnamon is the base, right? Cinnamon is the base. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then the pine seeds on top, you and then, often find those in traditional drinks. Yeah. Right? And then it's often garnished, as we can see in this photo, with gotgam, with a oh. dried persimmon with a walnut that's rolled in the middle of what? it. That's a fancy sujongba. That is a fancy sujongba. <laughs> I would love to give that a try. Yeah. These dishes that we've shown you now, like we said, many houses maybe don't do the charesang, but mm. these dishes will be served, maybe not to ancestors, but just to the family coming, sure. right? Mm -hmm. So you can definitely see these. We had a message from one of our Korean listeners, Nadi, saying, It's very burdensome mm -hmm. to do the charesang. Uh, and there's a lot of foods that we don't like, and hence, should we really make them? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the issue. And I think really that's why is. many people have streamlined it. Or just they're foregoing it. Now, I right? think. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's a big issue. It's something that's even made the news here and there. Um, mm -hmm. There are even businesses that will do rentals now because it's such a tough uh, thing to pull off. They'll come and set everything they'll up. They'll come and set everything up and then they'll clean it up right afterwards. <laughs> that's so brilliant, isn't it? Okay, let's get on to uh, the main event in part three. One dish which we are going to show you how to cook as well. Adidang. 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 Radio. We're back for our third and final part of our Chuseok extravaganza, all about the food dish of the day with Chef Chung in the studio. So many of you with great messages as well, really interested because holiday food gets everyone excited, doesn't it? Tropic Girls says beautiful symbolisms there with the roots, the stems and the leaves, the ancestors, parents and kids. So many traditions, beliefs as well as superstitions are lost over time. The way of life changes. People probably would order Chuseok takeaway meals rather than prepare it from themselves. As Matt said, they are available even for the ancestral right table. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I, I, 
rather than kind of bemoan that as the death of tradition, I like to say that that's an option for maybe mm. households who might have had a hard time with, you know, they might not have had the time or the manpower to get it together. Yeah. It gives them an opportunity to do it as well. Yeah. Raul says, that looks like arroz con leche here. Arroz con leche, milk, rice with milk, but it's sweet. Yeah, or like horchata in that sort of sense of like a rice-based beverage. We pay tribute in the cemetery, not in a house or making a meal. That's a huge difference, but the meaning is kind of the same. Mm. Yeah, cultures around the world paying tribute to their ancestors and uh, to those who came before. Yeah, it's the same in the UK. You go to the local grave, and often in Korea, maybe the mound is much further away in the countryside. Mm -hmm. Now we've got the national cemeteries, which are way outside Seoul. But in the UK, you have cemeteries in your neighborhood often, right? So I think it's more accessible that way. Leon says, uh, I forgot exactly what it is, but here in Chinese culture, there are special meanings for why we have three or five fruits as a serving has to be an odd number. Yeah. Uh Like uh, with chestnuts, uh, they're, they're in groups of three because... Something to do with like government ministers using having to be in like teams of three. So it's oh. this idea that your your child could grow up to be a, like a, a minister in the government. Oh wow, that's yeah. a cool meaning, isn't uh, it? MHJ says fresh jujubes tetsu are pale green color. I think that's why they are in the West. Yes, very clever. That's something that did not occur to us. Yes. So if you've never had a fresh jujube before, they're delicious. They're yes. almost like a green apple. Yeah, very a crisp. tiny one. <laughs> As a Korean, I didn't know the three namur had such deep meanings, roots, stems, and leaves. Interesting. Now you do. Yeah. I'd never heard that as well. There's so many, if you dig deep into it, mm-hmm. so many different meanings behind different things. I learned about the rice cakes, the songpyeon. I think many people know if you make a beautiful one, you'll have a beautiful daughter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But apparently if you bite into an undercooked one or an overcooked one, that has a meaning for whether you'll have a boy or a girl as well. There's so many traditions yeah. that maybe get lost. Siska says, I love Sujonggua too. We in Indonesia have a drink similar with it. I'm a big fan. So Siska, let me know the name. And next time in your neighborhood, I'll order it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Brian Co. Lol, I do kind of remember my aunts arguing about what goes where, but I always just thought it's because they couldn't remember. You know? <laughs> You know what? That's probably half of it. Yeah, and back in the day, you didn't have the internet to do no, a quick search. No, you really search. didn't. No, no. You just had my word mm-hmm. against yours, and that was it. And now, in part three, we're going to show you how to make this. And arguably, when you think of Chuseok and even Solal, this dish may be a bit more humble than things like Jim, the ribs, but... If it's not there, I don't think it's Chuseok or Sola. It's such a quintessentially like important Myeongjeol dish, like yes. a holiday dish, right? And what we're talking about is Chun. So before we show you how to make it, so mm-hmm. there are two types of chun, yeah. right? So this is the pancake style chun. Okay, the big one, the savory one. Yeah. I think I see some squid and green onions. Yeah, it's also often referred to as puchimge. And then you have the other style of chun, which are kind of the bite-sized morsels, you know, that are coated in flour and mm-hmm. egg and then deep fried. So why are they both called chun? They are very different. I've never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, so the the reason why is because the so chun Chun refers to the the it's it's a shortened term. Why am I blanking out on the term? It's like yuha chun. Oh, think. Okay. so basically, it's uh, something that's uh, starch or flour based mm-hmm. that's cooked in oil. That's the original meaning. Yeah, okay. so that's why the two of them have the same name because oh. the flour aspect and then the cooking in oil. Absolutely, and so it's. Correct to call either version chun. Mm-hmm. And then you have the term puchimge, which is actually comes uh, from the Seoul dialect. Yeah. And it refers to like a thing you griddle. It comes from the word puchida. Okay, so that term is correct as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
you have Nokdujan or Pindetak, which I mean, the <laughs> names start one. getting confusing, but it's very straightforward to cook it. Mm-hmm. And we've prepared a quick video here to show you just how easy it is to prepare Jan. Oh, wow. Wherever you are in the world, I'm sure you can do this. Here is Chef Chung in action for the first time on video for us. Okay, so it's Chuseok. Chan is so time consuming, but I'm going to show you how to make it fast. Okay, the zucchini mm-hmm. into little discs. Yeah. Garlic so, and ginger. Mm-hmm. So you got to marinate the uh, the beef for the yukjeon just very briefly. Oh, the yukjeon. Yeah, that's a favorite. Very, yeah, it's very... Oh, and then here's my dog. <laughs> he gets a little treat. Mm-hmm. Aww. Does he enjoy the john as well, I wonder? He enjoys everything. <laughs> if it's not vegetables, he he also has an aja palate. <laughs> so the yukjeon is the thin slices of beef, Very, right? very sl- thin slices of beef. Uh-huh. And... You don't need to marinate for very long, and then uh, rule number one in making chun, you will never have enough eggs. Okay, so, so into the flour first. Yeah, so flour and egg. That's uh, that's really all it is. Some pl- some families might do something specialized where they might do a double dip, but uh-huh. the most basic is essentially is flour and egg into a pan with oil. Yep, that's, that's a, it. That's it. That's tegu. Oh, the fish ones are yeah, my favorite. Yes, yeah. cod john. As long as they don't sometimes have stray bones in them. <laughs> yeah, some that that is an issue. And then yukjeon, as you can see, is very very thin. It cooks right away. It's almost like schnitzel in oh. the sense that they kind of almost puff up if cooked correctly. Yeah, and they are so good. And the finished product, that golden yellow and color. You got your veg, fish, and meat. Everything you need for a meal. Now back to the studio. See, anyone can do that anywhere, right? You'll have zucchinis, mm-hmm. you'll have fish, you'll have meat and flour and eggs, and that's it, right? And then you could dip it in soy sauce like most Korean families do. But anywhere in the world, I feel you could do that, this chuseok. Yeah, and that's the thing. There's such a wide variety of different foods you can chonify. <laughs> um, and most of them aren't necessarily native to Korea. Mm. So, for example, one of my favorites is a gochujeon, which oh, is yes. like a you just take a mild green pepper, mm-hmm. not one that's spicy, Yep. And then you'll fill it up with uh, with a uh, pork or beef mince inside. Yeah, and then you'll do the same thing. Mixes the pork with a bit of tofu in mm-hmm. there, minced, and then stuffs the pepper. Mm-hmm. And then put it in the flour and the egg. And it is delightful. And if it's a little spicy, the pepper, for me, that adds to it. Yeah. Yes. Not I, to blow your head off. Especially if you use something like kwari gochu. So like the, the kind of gnarly, twisted gochu. Mm-hmm. Those might be a little harder to stuff. But the fun thing is, is that one in ten is very, very spicy. Uh. And, you know, it's almost like it's almost like roulette, right? You don't know which one is going to be which. Yeah, Brian asks, do you put it on a low heat? The oil that is. So usually you want to do medium. I'd say medium high, higher mm-hmm. than you expect, especially just because for a lot of them they're very thin. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, uh, but it also also comes down to how your family likes it. Sure, we like it as we said in the video, norute, 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 mm-hmm. golden brown and delicious. Yes. But there are some families that prefer almost no color on their egg. Yeah. Yeah, just like completely yellow. Yeah, and so that would be that would be a lower heat. Yeah, I'm um, not we a fan do of ours that. on medium. <laughs> the biggest thing about the oil, though, more than you think you need. You're uh, gonna shallow fry these. Yeah. If you if you don't put enough oil, that's when you don't get even coloring. You just kind of get like little pale spots and mm. little uh, burnt spots. You want more oil than you think, especially if that oil's hot enough. Yeah. Don't worry, the chun's not going to absorb. Uh, it's not going to absorb the oil. If anything. If you use too little and the pan's too cold, that's yeah. when you get really greasy chun. Uh-huh. And Aim Lita in Indonesia said, it's a bit hard to find zucchini here. Is it all right to do it with an egg 
plant. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have seen my mum do that a few times. I don't think it's totally traditional here. The other one that I like, which is often on the chuseok table these days, is the sanjok, the one on the toothpick. Yeah, sanjok. And so it's usually some form, of, some combination of beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's kimchi. Sometimes you'll have crab stick on there. Yeah, I like and, the tamuji my mother-in-law yeah, does. Tamuji. You can put uh, <laughs> mushrooms on there too, especially the big hesongi, the king trumpet mushrooms. Oh, you yes. can cut those into little planks. And yeah, and uh, you can either do it so that you can cut off the ends so that they're nice and neat, mm-hmm. almost looking, looking like a flag. Yes. Actually, I prefer it when you don't do that because then you get the nice little crispy bits on the end. Absolutely delicious. And it looks like a little skewer almost. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, go and try that out this weekend, guys. Matt as well. I wonder if on your holidays you're going to go to the trouble of cooking all these traditional chisok foods. It doesn't matter either way, I suppose. Oh, absolutely. No, our family, our, our family, we get together and we 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 cook up a storm oh i'm so jealous i wish i was your adopted brother or something mm-hmm. have a wonderful week and we'll see you next friday see you then you can listen to dish of the day with chef chung every friday at 10 a.m kst on hashtag daily k